So Steve came back, you know, Blue's Clues Steve, he came back to say that he was sorry. Or did he say he was sorry? I don't know, but he just was feeling weird about the fact that he had been gone for so long. And then he just showed up in a bunch of viral TikToks, and then he decided to acknowledge his resurgence, if you will. Also, Pepper Ann is on Disney+, and Paw Patrol is in the movies. I'm very confused by a lot of the things that are happening in the world, um, but also excited for the joy and the life that the world is bringing in a very tumultuous time, right? Anyways, we're going to talk about these things and more, specifically the more meaning Freaky Friday. Welcome to the show, guys. I'm excited to dig in. Good morning, good night, and good welcome to the Jamie Grace podcast. Hi, friends. How's it going? How are you doing? How was your day? How's your weekend? Look, um, I say that because I say that a lot, you know, I just always want to know how your day is going and just kind of give a moment to just think about those things. But also, um, I'm recording this. Most of you guys listen to the show days or weeks after the episodes, but I'm recording this on September 11th, which is, you know, a very tragic day. It's just as we remember what happened on September 11th, 20 years ago. Um, I posted a couple of different things like reminders and things like that. Um, on my story, I was kind of at a, a loss for words for exactly how to gather everything to say. And, and that's okay. You know, you don't always have to have all the words for everything. But just two resources that I'll lead you guys to if you kind of want to learn more or learn kind of like specifically how to understand or pray, whatever it might be. Um, one is the church I attended with my family in, in California, in Los Angeles, um, or Orange County. It's called Saddleback Church. And so you can go to their Instagram Um, They posted just some kind of like a guided prayer, if that makes sense. And that's a really cool thing to just kind of help walk through. Um, And then also Dr. Anita Phillips. I don't know her personally, but just a lot of people always refer her, like always tell me about her stuff. Um, She posted a really beautiful caption today. And so did my sister, uh, Morgan Harper Nichols. So those are just a couple of resources um, just to kind of help encourage you guys. And just if you if you if you if you do need something like that. Um, but man, it's, it's been, yeah, it's been an interesting week. I mean, just like every other week, these last two years, especially there have been these like really big moments of joy. And then these really big moments of sorrow as well. I mentioned this in the intro, but like Pepper Ann is on Disney plus. I don't feel like I saw any kind of press release or anything about that. And that could just be because I didn't see it, but I remember that show when I was a kid and I'm like, I love that all the Oshos are coming back, but that just seemed so random, um, but also so exciting. So I was really happy that Pepper Ann <laughs> was on Disney Plus and then Paw Patrol is in the theaters. We talked about um, taking our little one super ironically. She just swung my door open, but <laughs> we talked about taking her to see that as like her first movie. We're not really sure yet. Um, we went and saw, uh, Shang-Chi, the new Marvel movie, Aaron and I did, and we like, you know, did the mask thing and everything. So I'm not really sure how she would do in a theater with a mask, but we'd also go with like, nobody's there. Um, also the other thing that I mentioned in the intro was Steve, Steve from Blue's Clues. He just showed up. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go to the Nickelodeon Instagram or the Nickelodeon, uh, Twitter or Nick Jr. rather. And you will see this beautiful video, this tribute that he did to us, to the kids that grew up watching him on Blue's Clues. He just sent this sweet message that was just, y'all, I don't know what's happening out there. The two of them, my husband and my kid, are 
the, the funniest, craziest people I've ever met. Um, but yeah, he sent this message just like letting us all know that he's just so proud of us and he's so happy for us. And we've accomplished so much in our lives while he was away at college. And my mind is just blown that he sent that. So <laughs> I'm saying it like he sent it to me directly. He did. He basically said my name. But if you grew up listening or watching Blue's Clues, especially the original, and I think both of the guys that, you know, filled his shoes, if you will, I think they filled the shoes very well. Um, no offense on the middle guy, but especially the recent one. Uh, who is it? Joe? I don't really know who he is because I kind of aged out as Steve was leaving. Um, and then now I'm kind of getting back into it. And I believe the current guy is Pacific Islander. And so is my brother-in-law. So we tend to be like especially attentive to that because like you know family and diversity and just trying to make sure we're you know representing for a whole crew um but anyways it's a beautiful thing if you have yet to see um <laughs> that from steve from blues clues it's absolutely awesome and so i hope you will go and check that out even though I face the reality that no, I can't have it all, I am definitely grateful that I'm able to do a lot of awesome things. I'm able to make this podcast, I make YouTube videos, I get to share social media content, and my favorite thing of all is making music, original songs and covers that I get to share on iTunes and Spotify, TikTok, YouTube, all those places. And one of the most popular questions that I get is, Jamie, how do you do it all? And again, I don't do it all, but I'm very blessed to get to do a lot of really cool things. And a lot of that is thanks to my Patreon community. Patreon is an online community where sponsors choose either $3 or $7 a month to sponsor my content. It's a really simple kind of random little way that independent artists like myself and podcast hosts and YouTubers can continue to make content all thanks to the people who really like what they hear. Now, you can be a silent supporter and just be like, here you go, I'm just going to attach this to my PayPal. Or you can engage in some of the exclusive Patreon content, like full versions of some of the songs I might tease or share a little on social media, as well as bonus episodes, handpicked vinyl that I will mail to your house, thank you cards, and things like that. If you'd like to know more, you can check out the show notes for the direct link to my Patreon account, or you can visit patreon.com slash Jamie Grace. I really hope you'll consider sponsoring my content through Patreon. I really do love what I do, and I hope I can keep doing this till forever. Or at least like 50 years. Well, let's see. If I'm, 20, if I'm 29, then fuck. Carry the zero. If you did not know that I'm a total math whiz, uh, now that you are fully aware of that, and I just want to welcome you into the knowledge and education of my genius. <laughs> Guys, we're going to be talking about Freaky Friday today. I called this episode, You, Your Mom, and Freaky Friday. So in case you don't know, the Jamie Grace podcast is all about bridging the gap between pop culture and mental health, having the conversations about how the things we love have a huge impact on the people that we are. And so Freaky Friday is one of those movies that I have talked about so many different times, either on my podcast or my YouTube channel just in different conversation um, when it comes to how it has impacted us. Bella is doing a full stand-up comedy routine in the background. Anyways, um, you can buy tickets to our show at <laughs> patreon.com slash Jamie Grace. Um, anyways, guys, so, oh, wow. So uh, when I usually talk about Freaky Friday, I'm usually talking about counseling or therapy. Um, 
that's kind of a significant storyline in the movie. And I feel like it shaped um, a little bit of our mindset about therapy or counseling, because for a lot of us, that was like the first time that we ever really caught a glimpse of it. Um, But I really wanted to talk today about our relationships with our moms or our relationships with our maternal figures. So that could be a grandma, an aunt, a mentor. Um, And then also some of us are already moms. And so some of us have, you know, we're a bit in a way impacted by by the relationship with our own children because of movies like this. And so I'm really excited to dig into this today. You know, there are so many different stereotypes with um, when it comes to mothers and daughters, especially, Um, but especially when we're talking about, well, not even just stereotypes, but also like studies, (laughs) you know, actual studies um, and, you know, that are based on interviews and research and all these things. So we have our opinions too. It's like there are different seasons in life that are just going to typically be a little bit more challenging for a mom and a daughter. And a lot of that can be that early, early developmental age of that two, three to four years old as the young child starts to build a bond with dad um, or the paternal figure in their life. They can oftentimes kind of start to have a little bit of a disconnect from mom. They're starting to have some, you know, independence that they're growing and stuff. (laughs) I say this as like I'm closed in a room working and my kid is having my two-year-old is having the time of her life (laughs) with my husband I'm just like yeah yeah we're disconnected um but then there's also you know as the daughter is becoming it like as she's a little bit of an older teenager like here in Freaky Friday she's in high school so it's that oh my goodness like I'm gonna be myself I want to be a wild child but then there's also that 12 to 13 year old that preteen to early teenage year that see those that season those years where she's becoming a young lady you know um there's even i mean just the very uh what the scientific of the menstrual if you will is oftentimes just before or after that uh time in life and then i mean there's like development physically emotionally that age is so crucial and so ironically i have 12 things from this movie that affect the the mother-daughter relationship and I'm going to tell you guys some of my personal experiences with these things and how my mom and I have overcome some challenges in our relationship and also some things that I've noted in my relationship with my daughter even though she's only two years old so I'm excited to jump into into these 12 things I'm going to do them uh, four at a time and it's I don't know how to transition out of what I'm saying. So here's some music. (laughs) So Freaky Friday is all about Anna and Tess Coleman, mother and daughter played by Jamie Lee Curtis and Lindsay Lohan. And they swap bodies by way of magic, we'll just say. Anna Coleman, the daughter played by Lohan, is a rock star. She's a high schooler and she just wants to live her life Uh, And then there's Tess Coleman, the mom, played by Jamie Lee Curtis. And she is, like, supposed to be kind of seen as boring. She's a therapist, an author, and she's also about to marry this guy named Ryan. Um, Anna Coleman's dad had passed away a few years ago, who I'm assuming, yeah, 
Tess was married to. And so now she's about to get married again. And there's also the little brother. His name is Harry. And then there's the grandpa. His name is Grandpa. And Anna Coleman has a couple of friends. There's also this guy named Jake, who's played by Chad Michael Murray, who apparently, I think he was in a show called One Tree Hill, maybe a long time ago. I've never seen that show. I don't think it's my vibe. But he also was in a Cinderella story. So that's the gist of this movie. And one of the 12 things that I've got listed here, I mean, these things are back to back when the movie starts, right? We've got the whole not waking up on time. We've got piercings and tattoos. That's a thing that mom and daughters argue about a lot. We've got the whole driving slash driver's license thing where the daughter wants to drive and the mom is like, no. And then we've got sibling rivalry where the older sister just can't be nice to Harry and Harry just can't stop teasing Tess or Anna. Yeah, Tess is the mom. So these are the first four things. And I, <laughs> I've i never had any experience with any of these things. Me and my mom just cruised through the teen years. So the not waking up on time, I struggled with this, but only ever on Sundays. I think it was just because, I don't know, I, I don't even know what it was, but I just really did not like waking up for church on Sunday. I mean, we can definitely look at the psychology behind it now and kind of process that like, as a preacher's kid, I mean, it was a really, really challenging thing for me. It was a really challenging season kind of on and off just because some of the stereotypical things that you can imagine of like the pressure and stuff like that was just really hard. As far as my relationship with God, I was like, Psh, I was vibing. Like I loved it. Still love it. Um, but waking up for church, I was just like, bro, you got to be kidding me. Like I got to like, I got to like dress up and like do the whole thing. <laughs> I was also homeschooled. And so that might have also contributed it contributed <laughs> what contributed as well because I did not have a ton of like 8 a.m 7 6 a.m wake-ups during the week and so when it came to the weekend I was just like guys <laughs> the reason we homeschool is to rest like shouldn't we have an evening service for church um also the reason we homeschool is not to rest but um yeah I just I struggled with that <laughs> it, was, it was really hard for me to wake up on Sunday mornings and I'm really sorry to my parents because they <laughs> had to like it was just it was rough I'm not gonna act like I was uh easy to deal with in that department the next one is piercings and tattoos so I've never had specifically with piercings and tattoos I've never had like a huge issue with either of those things with my parents I mean it just was not a big deal. We definitely had conversations about those kinds of things. I had, you know, the standard ear piercings all growing up. I just got a few extra ones now in my 20s and wasn't a big deal to my parents. But that's definitely a huge conversation in the movie. Um, once they switch bodies, Tess finds out that Anna has pierced her navel, which I'm like, that is not even one of those things of like, oh, is it right? Is it wrong? You know, of course, because I'm a Christian, a lot of people will be like, what does the Bible say about that? That's not even what I'm talking about right now. If you're a minor, <laughs> your parent says, don't pierce your belly. What is wrong with you, little girl? Don't pierce your belly. It's very likely she even had to get that like done like illegally, like pretend to have like um, a parent signature. I don't know how that works as a minor, but that just blew my mind. I was like, excuse you. So, oh, yeah, Anna is Anna's kind of a mess in this movie in a lot of different ways. Um, so that's one of the main issues that they have. Now, I did have an, a, a thing with my mom. This was when I was a little bit older. I was technically a legal adult. Like, I think I was 18 or 19. 
But I also still went to my parents for just advice on certain things. Even if I didn't take their advice, I just still wanted to hear them out. I think that's wisdom. Um, but there was something, no way, was it? Maybe it was a piercing. Oh, I think it was. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, I won't go into detail because it was just something that was very specific to my life. And I don't want in any way people to be like, oh, well, Jamie Grace said this happened to her at this age, whatever, whatever. Like, no, that's just messy. So I'll just say that there was something specific that I wanted. My mom thought it was not a good idea, but also I could have made my own decision. But my mom just really thought it was not a good idea. So she pulled rank. I don't know if your parents have ever done that. Like they call someone that means a lot to you, like a godparent or an aunt or something like that to kind of like prove that they know what they're talking about. Except my mom, like <laughs> she pulled rank, rank. <laughs> she she called Natalie Grant and she was like hey and I had only known Natalie for I had known Natalie for like less than a year at this point I was fresh into the music industry and my mom gets my phone and calls Natalie and she's like she actually had me tell Natalie what it was the body modification I wanted to make and uh and again this was not like as something as a whole right this is not like an, an anti-piercings topic or anything it was this speci very specific thing that I wanted um but yeah she she called Natalie and had me tell her and Natalie was like what <laughs> little girl <laughs> so yeah I mean I was a grown woman but at the same time <laughs> you listen to the wisdom of those in your life and so ultimately I made the decision not to um, make the drastic body modification that I was initially wanting to make and I think that that's just a good reminder is that sometimes like I said you know just a second ago sometimes even when we are old enough to make decisions for ourselves it's not a bad idea to still you know throw throw it around bounce it around with wise older people just to kind of get their feedback and response to whatever it is that we might be thinking of then the next one is driving slash driver's license I don't know if any of you guys if you fit the stereotypical mold of like you know the mom that is just absolutely <laughs> emotionally traumatized by the concept of their child driving a vehicle um but yeah I fit that stereotype for sure I mean I'm 29 now and my mom still if she's riding in the car with me she's like oh 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 I'm like mom that's a stop sign that's why I stopped so like it's okay lady like everything's fine <laughs> like it's not a big deal but that's definitely a conversation in the movie Tess is like look <laughs> you're not gonna drive it I think it's because she didn't have her physical permit or something like that and I mean they they are just at each other's necks constantly. It is just back to back to back. Even while they're in the car, that's number four. Sibling rivalry comes up and there's just this back and forth between the younger brother, Harry and Anna, played by Lohan. There's this like, come on, what's wrong with you? It's just this constant rivalry. And I never had that like bickering. Well, I mean, Morgan and I definitely went back and forth sometimes, but in movies like this, I feel like it's heightened by a larger age gap and also brother to sister. I think there's just a different kind of bickering, a different kind of back and forth and like disagreement that happens. And it's pretty intense. And so, I mean, the best advice that I could give, like when it comes to sibling rivalry, and, and I'm talking about 
the borderline petty stuff where it's just like boom, boom, back to back to back. The best advice that I can give is simply to choose silence, to choose quiet. I mean, this both is and isn't a promo for my book, Finding Quiet. But sometimes when you're going back and forth with someone, I mean, really all you're doing is just trying to win or you're just trying to say something that's going to really offend them or you're just trying to shut them up or shut them down at any means necessary. And it's very likely that they're doing the same thing too. And so sometimes we have to swallow our pride and just be quiet and allow whatever happens to happen you know not to the context of like (laughs) bro just stand there and like let them you know hit you in the head with a chair like no no this isn't wrestling wrestling club what's the ones on t i don't know anything about wrestling i'm gonna just act like that comment was never made um but yeah like sometimes you literally sometimes you literally just have to be like you know what like we're you're gonna keep talking i'm gonna just like look at you and just say hey I don't, I don't think we should be doing this right now. I'm going to just walk out of the room and may the Lord bless you and keep you in all of your future endeavors. Okay. So numbers five through eight, right? Five, six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was counting because I said I was going to do them by fours. Gosh, I, I told you guys, I'm really good at math. It's, I mean, it is what it is. I literally won a, a math, a math award. Um, it was, it was called math award. I literally won the, um, the highest award in, oh, field medal. You know what? Y'all, let me stop being foolish. Okay. So number, uh, number five, wait, number four. Yeah. Is music, (laughs) is music is too loud. So Anna is in a band in this movie. She's actually in a really awesome band and I'm obsessed with the song, Take Me Away. So much so that I literally covered it and it's up on my YouTube channel. Well, it will be up on my YouTube channel this coming week, but there's a clip of it. Where's the clip? On my TikTok, if you're interested in that. But she's in this band and one of the main kind of complaints just in general with the family is that her band is too loud. Um, You know, they don't really pay attention when they're practicing in the the garage and stuff like that. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit later because I'm going to talk about some more serious stuff when it comes to mothers and daughters. But one of the things that Tess, uh, the mom, says a couple of times, she just keeps forcing like, well, I let you practice in the garage. I let you practice in the garage. But it almost kind of feels like she's doing that just so that she can say that she's a supportive parent. But really, like just because you're letting your kid play their music in the house doesn't mean that you're a supportive parent. If you're constantly saying, well, the music is too loud and I'm not going to let you be a part of the stuff that the band is being a part of. I mean, that just kind of like takes all the joy out of it, to be honest. It's really kind of sad. But at the same time, like from the kid's perspective, it really, if your family is saying that the music is too loud, like at some point you can't just keep doing it and ignoring them and just trying to drown them out with making your music even louder. Um, This is something that I definitely (laughs) dealt with growing up, but not to the exact extent because my family's always been so supportive of me making music very loudly um but yeah just learning to some extent there has to be boundaries you know we weren't allowed to blast music at 4 a.m in the house like there was still some sort of concept of like hey you gotta respect boundaries you gotta meet me in the middle here you can't just do what you want and then like be upset um (laughs) that I don't seem super supportive like you gotta you gotta meet me halfway All right. So for number six, we've got detention um, slash problems at school. And I mean, this is something that's really common. You know, it happens in the movie when she's not making the great microphone. 
when she's not making the grades that she's supposed to be making, when she gets in detention, she gets punished by her mom removing the door <laughs> off of her room, which I, I think is a hilarious flex. But um, yeah, she gets in trouble for this. And I mean, I've, this is a very common thing just in parental and kid relationships. Like, oh, if you don't keep your grades up, if you don't do this, then you don't get to you know do extracurricular things. You don't get to hang out with your friends. Like that is used as kind of a guise and a standard for if and when you're getting punished is grades and school and detention. And I, I can say that I did not experience this with my parents. I mean, yes, I was homeschooled, but I also did go to different schools at different times, like private school and public school. And I can say that every time I had a problem in school, um, my parents either like they were just, they always had my back. And that's something that I'm just so grateful for. And I, I hope that if you're listening to this and you want to be a parent someday, or if you already are a parent, just have your kids back. You know, not every kid is going to make an A. That's just foolish to think that. And to think that every single kid can be great at every single thing in the same capacity that everybody else is great is so irresponsible. And that puts so much pressure on kids and teenagers. You know, you guys have heard me make some pretty epic math fails in this episode already. And part of that is because I'm a total goofball. And I just I like to be silly. Uh, uh, like when I make a mistake, I just like to keep it in the podcast because I think it's kind of like funny sometimes. Um, but also like, y'all, I have like legit learning disabilities. And so math was really challenging for me. And I barely passed most of like any kind of math or science experience <laughs> you know, class or anything um, when I was growing up. But my English classes, I always passed with flying colors and not to flex, but have a Grammy nomination for a song I wrote. So or actually two songs. So I, I say that because a lot of times we can you know, kind of give people a hard time. Like if they get a B or a C or on something, it's like, well, maybe that's just not their vibe, bruh, but they're still doing the best they can. And that's honestly the best advice I can always give people is just do the best you can, right? Like if you're trying your best is a C, then that's awesome because that is you trying your best. But if you trying your best is an A and you're or a B and you're getting C's and D's and F's just because you're not trying your best, that's a different conversation. Um, but yeah, that's something that kind of bothered me a little bit. Well, I mean, not like to the point of like, oh, I'm going to, you know, write to the manager. But it just kind of like made me it's made me kind of bummed that like the mom because I always try to like pick sides in movies. And so I really get stressed out like when the person whose side I picked, like when they do something that I don't approve of, I'm like, no, I was rooting for you. I was all rooting for you. Like I just feel really upset about it. Um, Whoa, that was like almost like a full circle life-size reference. Um, But I do just kind of, you know, when she was just upset about detention and all this kind of stuff and the daughter is trying to explain to her, well, no, you know, Mr. Bates and Stacy bunkhouse or whatever her name is like it's like if you would just listen to your daughter you would actually see that she's being 100% serious about everything that she's going through um and she's not making this stuff up and she is a good student she just has a really hard time because of other circumstances but you're too busy thinking that this is related to the other issues that you're having that you don't see that she's actually struggling 
that actually brings me to the next one, which is genuine misunderstandings. I think a lot of times the issues that um, happen between mothers and daughters are genuine misunderstandings. And two of those things that Tess and Anna deal with are what I just mentioned, Mr. Bates, and then the girl Stacy that's really mean at school. Um, and these are things that the mom is literally just like, it's not that big of a deal. You don't know what you're talking about. And I'm not going to spoil it for you guys, but <laughs> if you haven't seen it yet, um, but if you actually like do, you know, watch, I think like halfway through two thirds through the movie, then you'll actually see that these are actual issues that um, Anna, the daughter is dealing with. And um, I think that that's just something that we need to be cautious of as both moms and daughters. We need to be cautious of just like the things that are like kind of getting on our nerves about the other one. I mean, you know, not me personally, I never get on my mom's nerves, but the things that might be getting on our nerves about the other one could actually be rooted in things that they're trying to tell us or things we just don't understand, things that we may never understand. So I think just extending grace and being kind and being loving, all of those things, um, they're just so necessary. Um, and, and kind of similarly along these lines, um, right before, well, this is not really a spoiler alert. I mean, come on guys, <laughs> right before they switch back <laughs> toward the end of the movie, um, Tess does make a speech or it's Anna making a speech as Tess. So everybody else thinks that it's Tess, but it's really Anna, but it's really Jamie Lee Curtis that you see, but it's Lindsay Lohan's voice in her head, but it comes out as Jamie Lee Curtis's voice. One thing that she talks about is how um, it's just like the, the 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 trauma and the turmoil of the dad passing away. And I really appreciated that that came up because something that um, comes up earlier in the movie is just kind of the the disconnect of of um, of of Anna thinking like, well, you don't really miss dad or you don't care about dad in that kind of way. And so just this acknowledging of this transition while still acknowledging the the husband that has passed away um again it's like you never really know what people are going through you never really know the grief that people are going through you never know that like oh well my mom might be really stressing me out about this because she's still dealing with the pain from xyz or my kid might be lashing out about this because she's still dealing with the memory of abc um i'm a little embarrassed that i just did that xyz abc thing i don't know what that was but um i just think it's a good reminder to be gracious with each other especially our moms especially our daughters because you really never know what someone's going through um the next thing that i wanted to bring up was wrong friends slash bad influences now this one's not going to be that long i mean it just kind of is what it is it's a very common scenario tess thinks that anna has some really like bad influential bad like friends that are bad influences she really wants her to be friends with stacy this girl that i've already mentioned a hundred times um and it's just not gonna happen i mean that's just messy but it's yeah it's a really sad situation because she really does have these awesome supportive crazy rocker friends and her mom just has a hard time seeing that and so um I think, I think a lot of this, this could just be boiled down to communication. And, you know, instead of saying like, Hey, your friends look edgy, you know, like just be real and honest and be able to be like, Hey, you know, the, the way that you dress, that's not acceptable for my home. Um, but so maybe if we get like have some kind of conversation about like how you do like to dress and how, you know, it could be appropriate for like our home and our culture and things like that. 
Um, at the same time, these friends are really cool, but they can't use this kind of language in the house. Or maybe it's the daughter saying, hey, I know you don't think my friends are good influences, but I think that if we could all have like maybe taco night or something like that at the house, I think you'd really get to see how cool they are. Obviously, I'm kind of branching off outside of the outside of the film, outside of the movie a bit. But um, but yeah, I think a lot of times we just make things very black or white. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, my mom won't let me dress this kind of way. She doesn't want me to express myself. And it's like, well, there might be some cultural things that even even if you don't claim them as your cultural things, while you're in the house with your family, like that's your family's culture. So there might be a way to honor that while still completely being yourself. Um, and then like, you know, coming from the mother's perspective about the, the friend thing too, it's like, yeah, maybe they are bad influences, but maybe you just got to give them a chance. Maybe you just got to get to know them. That kind of happens with the guy, Jake, right? He's actually not that bad of an influence once you get to know him, but he is like 300 years old. So that's another situation. And we're not, we're not talking, we're not tackling that today. But you know who did get tackled? Chad Michael Murray. While he was singing some Britney Spears, hashtag free Britney. We're really happy for you and your newfound freedom. Oh, my goodness, this microphone stand. All right, we've got four more. So number nine, keeping secrets. Mothers and daughters keep secrets from each other. And I'm not here to say, you know, which ones should and shouldn't be kept. But a lot of the secrets um, are oftentimes just, you know, a lack of full information. So, you know, um, she brings up this guy, Jake, but she doesn't mention that he's 17,000 years old and is like somebody's great grandpa. You know what, Chad? I'm sorry, buddy. I just, I keep... I keep being a goofball and I keep calling you ancient, right? And I'm sorry I keep dissing you. Um, you are ancient, but I'm I'm sorry about the way that I keep like just aggressively <laughs> attacking you in that way. It's just a part of the storyline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, thanks for listening to the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. I, I think that's really cool of you um, to listen to my show. Anyway, so yeah, keeping secrets. That's a thing. Um, I didn't keep a lot of secrets from my mom growing up, and that's not me trying to be like, I'm better. Um, I probably overshared with my mom. So there's a balance there. Keep that in mind. Um, that's number nine. <laughs> number 10 is judgment um maybe some of that judgment is necessary this is my last mention of jake but you know the mom is kind of like oh you met jake in detentions and i'm not saying that she should be judgmental but again balance i think that it's good to be mindful i think that it's good to be aware but the concept of just like oh you met him in detention so he must be terrible baby girl have you heard about the grace of the lord have you heard about redemption yes mercy will follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever amen so um <laughs> I just feel like if your kid tells you they met someone in detention, I don't know, just considering the rockiness of their relationship already, like just hold on for a second. It might be worth hearing about. Then also judgment going the other way when it comes to the wedding and marriage. I mean, she is just like casting so much judgment on her mom um, about the wedding, about the marriage, about the guy because of her own grief and her own pain that she's still dealing with and isn't ready to face um, until, you know, 90 minutes later. And so it's, it's hard being judgmental is not healthy and it's not really going to get you anywhere far and especially in a relationship with a mom you know when it comes like the relationship of a mom and a daughter you really got to be cautious of that because it's very easy to be judgmental amen amen also number 11 we've got lack of interest and so they've got this clashing evening where it is going to be both the wedding rehearsal and it's going to be the daughter's band's big audition. Two very crucially important uh, events. And um, yeah, it's just a really big deal. And 
right before the switch while they're arguing about which one is most important at no point does either of them affirm the positivity and the excitement for the other one and I don't think that they're in a place to do that I mean emotionally and mentally neither one of them is really fully present um Tess is just so focused on her wedding as she should be that's a really big deal and Anna is so frustrated and kind of lashing out I think because of the wedding and just because of her own <laughs> maybe like hormonal stuff I don't know but not not it's like she doesn't even genuinely say mom I'm so excited about the wedding and I'm having a hard time because I want to be at the rehearsal but my band got this amazing gig um and Tess is not saying I'm so proud of you guys and every every way that you guys have accomplished as artists but this this wedding rehearsal means the world to me now if this were um me in this situation I you know I don't want to fully go there because like that would mean like a sad situation for my husband and I um but I feel like I would let my kid go to the rehearsal um I don't or sorry let my kid go to the audition for her band um I can't really see like letting my kid pass up on an insanely massive professional opportunity or even hobbyist opportunity um to this capacity with like for the sake of a wedding rehearsal like dinner I just can't really see myself doing that now if it were the actual wedding day I'd be like yeah sorry sucker <laughs> like have you not heard of zoom skype a facetime like that's what's gonna happen um and then also if this was just like a band rehearsal as opposed to like a major audition then I would have been like no you're not going but it just seems like a really big deal and I don't know <laughs> like I just can't imagine maybe it's because of what I do for a living too but I I just cannot imagine being like, yeah, um, you don't get to go and open up for Kelly Clarkson. Sorry, I have a practice wedding where we're going to eat expensive food. What? <laughs> that makes no sense. Now, she's also like not interested when it comes to her mom's job. I mean, she takes so many jabs at her mom's job, which I think is just so unfair to just belittle someone and like who they are and what they do. Um, which I also kind of think is what the mom is doing when it comes to like, well, I let you practice in the garage. It's just kind of like belittling them and not really showing a lot of support or like pride in who they are and what they do. And that really breaks my heart because that's not at all how a mother-daughter relationship should be. You should feel so supported and loved, even if it's a thing that your mom doesn't quite understand. I think that it's something that you should always know that they love and support you. And I've definitely run into that quite a bit in my life, not so much in the art space because my mom is so such, a, such an artist herself, but especially in more of like the nerd space, if you will, like a lot of my gaming interests and computer interests growing up, like my mom would always say like I don't understand what you're talking about but you are so excited about it and that mean, meant the world to me because I didn't need a, my mom to be like faking it and being like wow I love hearing you talk about computers like she didn't know what I was talking about but I loved that she cared about me enough to have interest in what I was doing and I think that's really important when it comes to both mothers and daughters Lastly, for number 12, there is some sarcasm and manipulation um, that goes on in their relationship. And I definitely put it as the same thing because a lot of times these two things can go hand in hand. I really do like sarcasm. 
we use it a lot in our home. I use it a lot growing up in my home. But there have been seasons in both our marriage season, like the last three years we've been married, but also growing up with my sister or whatever. Like there have been seasons where it's like, hey, we need to stop being sarcastic because it's getting to the point where it's so much that it might not be healthy. I know that a lot of people listening might be like, oh, I can never get like that because I love sarcasm too much. But um, it is wise to make sure that we are being genuine with the people in our lives, even if like you have a relationship with someone and you just both love to be sarcastic 24 seven, there comes a point where you do want to let someone know how you really do feel. And you want to make sure that that sarcasm isn't being used as a backdoor tool to manipulate someone. Um, for example, <laughs> there, you know, are just some things that are said specifically by Anna, like she wants to go to her band audition so bad that she's just like falsely affirming her mom. And it's very manipulative. Of course, her mom sees directly through it. But um, that's not healthy. I mean, it's just it's it's, it's common, but it's not cute. There's also some um, manipulation and kind of like um, bulldozing over when it comes to the other mom and daughter, the mom and daughter that owned the restaurant, um, when it comes to how much the mom wants to intervene in other people's lives. And the daughter is like, no, you can't do that. And then the other mom, the mom kind of like bulldozes over her. And then also... Lindsay Lohan's character's kind of excessive use of the phrase, you're ruining my life, which that's just more exaggeration. But a lot of times that those phrases like that, like I hate you or you're ruining my life. And I do want to quickly issue um, just like a trigger warning of just like the topic of like unaliving yourself or taking your life. Um, There's even a line in this movie, and this is actually very dark, but she says something to the extent of if you don't let me X, Y, Z, then I'm going to kill myself. That's very manipulative behavior. I know this movie is a little bit older and maybe we weren't as aware as a society and as a culture of the way that these things can be presented in, in, in relationships, but that's really inappropriate and it's really unhealthy to say something like that. And if you've ever said that, or if someone in your life has ever said that, you should kind of address that for sure um and kind of evaluate what's up and I mean y'all know me I'm pro therapy so maybe try to unpack it there but um it's just it's not cool to use excessive language like that to use dramatic antics to get your way or to make someone feel or to make someone do what you want them to do that's manipulation and it's not healthy and it's definitely not the way that a mother and daughter should operate but I will say one of the most beautiful things about this film is its recovery is the comeback it ends on such a beautiful note of a mother and daughter i mean literally getting to walk in each other's shoes you know if you'll notice that a lot of the times where they do understand the other one they're not even they're not even together they're not even physically present with each other and i think that that's such a good um way to acknowledge that you don't always have to physically be with someone or like verbally be having a conversation with them to show empathy for them and to show that you understand them and you're paying attention to them and you're acknowledging the challenges that they must be facing in their own life. So I think that that's a really important lesson to learn and I really love this movie. It's available on Disney Plus so if you have a subscription you can watch it technically for free. Also I do have it on uh, VHS if anybody wants to borrow. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm not letting y'all borrow my VHS but (laughs) um, this is a great movie. Freaky Friday is really fun. It's a cultural classic and I hope you guys enjoyed the um packing of it today you your mom and freaky friday hey 
Hey y'all, I wanted to take a quick moment to share with you some info about one of my favorite sponsors of the Jamie Grace podcast. Y'all, when quarantine first started, I was not very interested in this whole online counseling thing because it made me really anxious. And as someone that has anxiety, I had to figure something out because a lot of things make me anxious. Eventually, I gave it a try and I have to say that it's been very beneficial for me. So I want you guys, if you need to, to check out Faithful Counseling. Whether you have an anxiety diagnosis or you are dealing with the everyday frustrations of life, I can promise you that you will find it beneficial to talk to a counselor through Faithful Counseling. You can go to faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace to learn more about the very affordable counseling that they have and the four different ways you can communicate with a clinical therapist. And if you'd like, they can incorporate some faith-based things as well into your counseling. Visit faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash Jamie Grace. Well, thank you, friends, so much for listening to today's episode of the Jamie Grace podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you were encouraged. I hope that it brought a smile to your face. And yeah, I really, really appreciate you guys for listening. Hey, we talk a lot about advice on this podcast. We talk a lot about dating and relationship stuff. Last week, we did an episode. It was Ask JG all about mental health and anxiety. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to do an episode, Ask JG all about dating and relationships. Now, we've also got an episode coming up where I'm going to talk about anxiety, insecurity, and miscongeniality. We're going to talk dating advice as told by Made in Manhattan. But in a few weeks, I want to make sure that you guys know about Ask JG, Team Single, and Dating. So if you've got questions about relationships, about singlehood, about all of those things, you can head on over to jamiegrace.com slash askjg, and you can ask me literally anything about dating and relationships nothing is off limits and if you're like well i have questions but i don't want you to know my name that's fine you can put in a fake name you can say that your name is i i I can't think of a fake name but you don't have to put your name or you could put your name and then just put a note in there that's like hey please don't you know tell anybody what my name is but I really just appreciate that you guys listen to the show and I'm honored when you guys hit up my Instagram DMs and all that stuff um, asking for advice or saying that something that I shared on the podcast was helpful for you that means a lot to me I feel like in some ways I get to be like a long distance podcast version of like a big sister to some of you guys and that honestly means the world to me so thank you so 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 much for being the kind beautiful and amazing humans that you are you can check out the show notes for that link jamiegrace.com slash askjg as well as for a therapy resource and of course for the info about how to join me on patreon but yeah friends thanks so much for listening i love you guys so much try to be a nice person today try not to fart too much unless you need to get it out you know what i mean don't hold in the farts and make sure you subscribe I'll see you next. Well, I won't see you next week, but you'll hear me next week. (laughs) Okay, bye.